Well, good evening, everyone. How we doing tonight? Yeah. Hey, good to see everyone here. My name is Ryan. I'm the lead pastor here at Radiant Life. Want to look in the camera? Welcome those watching at home. I just love this time of year. I love these services. I think there's something special about these services. And the beauty is we get to do it at least once a year, right? Christmas always comes around. But I absolutely love this holiday. I love it. I decorate before Halloween, I know, don't throw rocks at me right now, all right? I decorate for it, I love it, I just, it's cozy, and I love the smell of fresh baked Christmas cookies. Who's with me? Who likes fresh baked Christmas cookies? They are good, right? And that's why I gotta run a little bit more this winter. I've been eating a little too much. You, many of you have been blessing our staff with a lot of sweets, and oh man, it's showing right now, all right? I had to hit the treadmill this morning. Um, but hey, uh, I have a, just a standalone message uh, for us tonight, and um, I'm really excited about it, and I think God's going to do something in it and through it for all of us tonight. Uh, will you just jump with me? I have like a holy imagination. When I read God's Word and read Scripture, I like to put myself in Scripture and try to figure out things, and it's really fun. And so I, I just want you to put on your thinking cap, your imagination thinking cap, and we're going to jump into Scripture uh, with some holy imagination, if you will. But I'm curious, before God sent Jesus here to earth, did God and Jesus have a conversation? We don't know. It's not recorded in Scripture anywhere. But my holy imagination is going to take us there. I wonder in that moment, that God knew I have to send Jesus here to earth. If God didn't say, hey, Jesus, I have a mission for you if you choose to accept it. And I imagine Jesus saying, hey, I'm all about a mission. What is it? What do you want me to do? And Jesus, or, and then God goes, hey, there is a young teenager girl by the name of Mary on earth. And I'm going to send you to her. And she is pure and she's a virgin. And she's going to be your earthly mother. And in fact, there's a guy She's pledged to be married to a guy by the name of Joseph. And Joseph will be your stepdad, your earthly father. And he is righteous. And I'm going to send you to them. And I imagine Jesus maybe taking the time out and said, hold on, God. You mean I have to leave the glory of heaven to go down there to earth? And he says, yeah, I have a mission for you if you choose to accept it. But in fact, let me tell you, though. Before you get to actually earth and to experience earth, you have to stay in Mary's womb for nine months. And I imagine Jesus saying, hold on, time out, God. A stork sounds really good right now. Just that little bird, take me down there, right? That's, that's easier than nine months. He's like, yeah, but there's a reason why you have to do that, Jesus. You are fully God, but you have to be fully human as well. Okay, I get it. Now what? Well, the problem is, as soon as you're born, Jesus, Satan and his enemies will try to destroy you from the moment you are born. They will try to destroy your mission that I have you on. And in fact, there's a guy, when you are birthed on the throne by the name of King Herod, and he is going to try, he's going to be threatened by you and try to kill you. He will kill all those boys that are two years and younger. And what your family is going to do is they're going to flee where you guys are. And you will be refugees because you're fleeing that persecution and come to a country called Egypt. But you won't stay there long. I will be with you and I will take your family back into Israel. And trust me. Jesus sitting back going, okay. I mean, we're all God Trinity together. Like, I'm for this. And God says, I'm not done yet. In fact, 
My power will always be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You have my presence and your power in your life. And as you grow up, as you grow up, you will have my power. In fact, when mom and dad, when Mary and Joseph put you to the bath, you have the power to split that bathtub water and sit on dry bathtub. Just take a bath. Just listen to mom and dad, take a bath. In fact, there's this green little ugly vegetable called broccoli down on planet Earth. You have that power to turn that broccoli into a chocolate cheesecake. Don't do that either, Jesus. Just eat the broccoli. Honor mom and dad. Honor mom and dad. And you're going to grow up. You're going to be a carpenter. You're going to be skilled with woodworking and stoneworking as you grow up. But when you're around the age of 30, you're going to start this beautiful ministry. You're going to have a public teaching ministry that the crowds are going to flow because you're going to be ushering in the kingdom of God. And yet you will have this healing ministry that the crowds are going to come to you. And you're going to heal blind eyes. You're going to raise people from the death. You will turn lepers into clean people again. But here's the warning, Jesus, if you choose to accept this mission. They will try to disown you. Those will turn their back against you. They will think you're a liar and a lunatic. They will actually call you a drunkard and a guy that's demon-possessed. But, oh, you are here to usher in my love. You go to the outskirts and befriend the prostitutes and the sinners because the religious hate them. You came for them. And you're going to usher in my kingdom, and it's going to be awesome, but I need you to do this mission. And in fact, as you're doing your three-year ministry here on planet Earth, you're going to have 12 best friends with you. You're going to call them the disciples. But let me, let me warn you, the leader of the disciples, a guy by the name of Peter, he's going to deny you three times. And in fact, the guy that's in charge of the money of this group, Judas, will betray you with a kiss. Jesus sitting back going, I'm for you. You're not going to leave me, right? I'm not going to, God's saying, I'm not going to leave you. Okay. God says, I'm not done. Jesus, you have to know if you choose to accept this mission, you're going to experience pain. In fact, they're going to beat you so badly. You'll be beaten almost to the point of beyond recognition anymore. And they're going to illegally try you. But I love you and I'll never leave you. In fact, they're going to take you and beat you so badly that they're going to put part of your cross on your back to try to carry, but you're going to be so weak. And they're going to, someone else is going to come and carry that cross beam for you. You're going to get to the place, and they're going to, Jesus, they're going to crucify you. The Roman government who has perfected the art of crucifixion, they're the ones that are going to crucify you. They're going to stretch one arm out and drive a stake through your wrist and stretch the other one and drive a stake through that wrist. They're going to put your feet together and drive a stake through your ankles. And you're going to say on the, on the cross, you're going to sit there and go, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But I want you to know, keep your eyes on me the whole time. I love you and I will always be there for you. But there are lost sheep down on this planet that need to know who we are. But the beautiful thing is you may take your last breath, but you will take your last breath so they can take their first breath. And you'll go into the tomb. But the beautiful thing is, Jesus, you won't stay there. 
The women will come three days later and realize the stone has been rolled away and you're not there anymore. And I wonder if Jesus in this moment, my holy imagination, Jesus sitting there going, God, question. What about the Holy Spirit? How about, like, send him? <laughs> not me. He says, no, I need you, Jesus. Don't worry about the Holy Spirit. I got a plan for the Holy Spirit. And guess what? My plan is you get to tell everyone about who's to come after you. You get to tell everyone about the Holy Spirit. And in fact, this is what Jesus says. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you. And be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. And Jesus says, okay, I get to tell him about the Spirit. Okay, that's my, part of my job. But God, can I, if I get to hang around with these 12 guys... Can I at least tell them what their mission is? If I'm going to come down to planet Earth, can I remind them of their mission? And God says, absolutely you can. You remind those 12 people. We'll be 11 at the time, but you remind those 11 people this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely, I am with you always. To the very end of this age, Jesus, do you really want to accept this mission? Yeah. Let's do it for them. Jesus, before I send you, though, I need to ask you three questions. Question number one, what's your mission? Because you can't lose sight of it. What's your mission? And Jesus says, I have come that they may have life have it to the full because we look down from heaven on earth and realize they don't have the life that's meant to be lived they're missing us jesus who are you going for because you always got to remember who are you going after and jesus says it's not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick i have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance god i'm starting to get the pictures now it's starting to put in play that they need abundant life because they're living in sin and I've come to call those sinners who are living in sin to repentance to have that abundant life. And Jesus says one more, or God says one more question. Why? Why are you going? And Jesus looks down on earth and says, because they're sheep. And they're wondering and they don't have a shepherd. And Jesus says, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And they're wandering and they're lost down there. And I have come for them. And God says, yeah, when you go, when you go down to planet Earth, remind them how much we love them. That even though you're going to experience excruciating pain for them, we love every single one of them. And remind them of how much they need us. That they can't keep doing life this way. Jesus, are you ready to accept your mission? I'm ready. Then here we go. The birth of Jesus, according to the gospel recorded by Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary 
was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, can we put these three words together, friends? God with us. And I love that Christmas story, that God is with us looking at our brokenness and our humanity and says, I'm not going to leave them where they're at. And that is the beauty of the Christmas story. Now, last year, every year around this time, I get on stage and I give what I believe the Lord is moving in our hearts as a church, like a one word for the church to focus on. I was up here a year ago and declared for the year for our church in 2020 was the year of what, friends? Joy. Joy. <laughs> yep. A little different joy than what I had envisioned a year ago that we would all be experiencing together. A little different, but it is what it is. We can't do anything about it. But I'm going to say this. I still experience the joy of Jesus. I got salvation, and my joy doesn't come from the circumstances. My joy comes from the presence of God in my life. And that's where we're at. And so every year at this time, we present a word for the church that we're going to focus on. And... Um, I love this part of the year because I felt almost last year I knew what the word is for this year. And first of all, I struggled a little bit last year, 2020, because I was going to be cheesy and be like, we're all about vision. Like, we got 2020 vision, you know? And I'm like, that's cliche and stupid. So I, we did joy. I felt the Lord say joy instead. So this year, I, I thought I knew what the word was going to be. And, um, and then just because I overthink everything, I brought another word in saying, maybe the Lord's using this word and brought it to our, our team together in a meeting. And we really knew like, okay, this is the word. And we think we have next year's word already. And um, hear me, we don't need more information. We need more transformation. We've got too much information out there and not enough transformation. What's going on on the inside? So in 2021, what our church is going to focus here at Radiant Life, and then next week, you got to come next week, because next week, we talk about your one word to focus on throughout the year, right? Everyone's got New Year's resolutions that fade out in about a month. Why? Because your list is this long. But here, we try to focus on one word. It's more tangible. It's more, you can go after it. My word last year was deeper. I will say this, God used it in a mighty way. I've never had a more deeper, intimate relationship with Jesus than ever before in my life. So it's, it's awesome how God just, we, we choose one word for us to focus on, so we choose one word for the church to focus on. So I'm declaring in front of you all and those behind the cameras looking on the screens, 2021 here at Radiant Life is going to be a year of presence. It's going to be a year that you and I are truly transformed and we experience the presence of God with us and in us and through us. And I'm so excited about this because I believe this is exactly what the world needs. More Jesus, more us. 
You and I are the message of Jesus Christ. How much Jesus are you actually dripping off to people, though? It matters on how much presence of God you are getting into, right? My fear is that there's a lot of people out there that know Jesus, but they know him from a distance. There's a lot of people that know about the mission of God and the mission of Jesus and what he did, because can, we can read the Bible, but they have no idea what he's doing on the inside of them. And yes, I want to be a year of the presence of God in our lives. If you were here, we did a Holy Spirit series, and we're like, we got to get the weird stuff out of church and go back to the biblical grounding, knowing that Jesus, God sent Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us on Christmas. That's the celebration. But when Jesus goes back to heaven, he leaves us the Holy Spirit, the presence of God in us. But I want us to walk away this evening and entering into this Christmas season that only has five days left and then into the new year of 2021, knowing this, that presence makes all the difference. When you're looking for ways that God's moving, he's moving. Even in the midst of your chaos, he's moving. We just got to slow down enough to recognize it. Presence makes all the difference. And I love what John writes in 1 John chapter 4. He, he says this, And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and him, he in us. He's here. Presence makes all the difference. My prayer for our church here at Radiant Life is that in 2021, that when people come in for a Sunday morning service or any of our services that we have, that yes, they may be blown away by this incredible worship team behind me who does a fantastic job every week. Yes, they may be blown away by our first impressions team and the way they welcome and to our cafe greeters, to our worship attendants and realize, wow, they are actually smiling underneath that mask that they're wearing. Yeah, they may be blown away by our kids' ministry and what that team is doing and how they're loving on kids and giving them Jesus and all that stuff or our, our student ministries here at the church or our life groups, whatever it may be. They may be blown away by that, but what I'm praying is that they would come in and be blown away because they experienced the presence of God in their life. That they would be refreshed knowing, whoa, I met with God and I felt him moving in the room. Although there is the selfish side of things, I do wish at times they would say, I'm blown away by that pastor on stage. Woo, he's a preacher. That's arrogance. I'd rather people come and say, I met with Jesus Christ today. Now say that. And we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. But my prayer for you, this new year is that if you're walking around in bondage to sin or something in your life, in addiction, you realize that the bondage breaker is there with you, ready to break the chains off of that yoke. That you would realize that if your life is absolute chaos, that the Prince of Peace is walking beside you to surround your, guard your heart and mind with peace. The, the, the scripture tells us that it's a peace that surpasses all understanding. It's when you're, in, when you're in the storm of life and you're sitting there going, I don't even know how I'm making it through, but it has to be God. It's that peace. 
that if you're walking around angry, that you would know the comforter, the one that will come alongside you and calm the anger that's there. That if you are lost and wondering, knowing that the presence of God is with you, the guide that will guide you back on the right path is with you. That's my prayer for you this new year. But I can't close out this message unless I give you all an opportunity to cross that line of faith right now. Some of you may be kicking the tires and you're like, you know, this kind of thing, I don't know. I pray as you keep coming to church, keep kicking the tires. God can carry your questions and your doubt. But I pray maybe tonight's the night you say, I need more of presence in my life. So if you will, let's close our eyes and bow our heads. And let me just pray. And maybe you're here tonight, this is your decision. You're going all in with Jesus. You know you need him. Just say these words quietly and just repeat these words after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I confess to you my sins. I've gone my own way and I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for making me brand new. I put my faith and trust into you, Jesus, surrendering my life to you in this moment. You're my Lord and Savior. I'm turning to you, and I'm going all in. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for loving me. Even when I felt unlovable. Help me keep my eyes fixed on you. With all eyes closed and heads bowed, Scripture tells us that for some of you, this is the first time you may have said that prayer, that there's a party in heaven right now. Scripture tells us that there are angels rejoicing over that decision you made. And Radiant Life, we love to rejoice as well. So I'm just gonna ask on the count of three that you would slip your hand up in the air and then bring it right back down. Because we wanna party with you. We wanna party with the angels that are rejoicing right now in this moment. So on the count of three, just shoot your hand up and shoot it right back down. One, God loves you so much. Two, you are so loved no matter what you did last night. God loves you. Three, is there anyone here this morning or this evening? Amen, amen. Anyone else? Yes, yes. Anyone else here? Yes, anyone else? God, we love you, we praise you, we thank you for new life. We thank you that you chose to send your son, Jesus Christ, for us, for us. We love you and praise you for that. And we dedicate this entire season to knowing this is when you step down from heaven into earth, into humanity, into our mess of life to give us life. We praise you, we thank you, Jesus, and we give you all the glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said? Amen. Amen. Hey, let's give it a hand, because Jesus made new life tonight.